and uh, I'm aware that uh, you know these are challenging times for anyone who's connected in with the news or who is uh, basically you know not in a cave. <laughs> these are challenging times, and there's a lot to, of, of um, I imagine a lot of impact on the heart and mind. So it's really great to see you come here to you know, spend a day working on cultivating the, the boundless qualities of the mind or of the heart. And the, the word in Pali is citta, which can be either heart or mind. People usually kind of point here at the heart center. We can say mind or heart. And um, it's really important that we take care of our hearts Anyway, at any time in our life, but uh, I think especially when the the challenges are coming at us. So, uh, so these four qualities, you know, many anyone in the in the Dharma scene will have heard of them: metta, karuna, mudita, upeka. Often, metta has the most, uh, you know, the, the most talks, the most uh, actually the most teachings in the in the suttas around metta more than the other three. Um, so we hear a lot about metta, but the four of them kind of come together, they, they belong together, and we can, we can look you know, at our heart and see what is, what is missing, what is weak, what is lacking. And, uh, it might be all four, you know, or it might be that, that uh, one is, is quite strong, you know, a, lot of, a lot of compassion, but, but compassion burnout, or a, a lot of mudita, a lot of joy, but not much equanimity, you know. So we, we kind of have to look inside and see, well, what's going on here? And, uh, and to kind of take it from there. So metta, like the, the quality of benevolence, of, uh, and the word metta comes from mitra, which is friend. So it's a, a sense of friendliness, having a, a relationship of friendliness towards our experience. And it's... Uh, it's an unconditional quality. So it's not, I'm going to befriend you, but you're my enemy, but it's befriending everything. And uh, the image, there's a beautiful image uh, that you can bring to mind is of the, of the sun at midday that shines on everything equally. Uh, it doesn't question what it's shining on, it just shines on everything. So metta has that quality, it's like warm and bright <clears throat> and... Uh, and just generous and full and, and shines on everything equally. And then karuna is the quality of compassion. There's the word the English word we've used we have. And there are there are two words in the in the Pali language for compassion that we've translated as compassion. One is uh, karuna, which is more in the meditation practice, and the other is anukampa, which is more in, in daily daily life. And the, the word anukampa is probably more closer to what we think of as compassion, to, to literally to tremble with, to, 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 to be resonant with the, suffer, the suffering of another. And I like the, there's the image of like if you have a, a violin um, just resting and then you have another violin next to it and you play a string of the violin, then the one that isn't being played will resonate with the sound, the string will resonate with the sound of the string that's being played. So anukampa is like that. It's like it's not getting the full impact of the of the note, you know, of the plucking or of the of the 
whatever of the dukkha, but it's getting, it's resonating with it. So that's more like in the daily, our daily life experience. And then the karuna in the meditation practice is um, really wishing that, that all beings are free from the causes of suffering. So that they're free from harm and the intention to harm. Just imagine a world that's free from harm and the intention to harm. <coughs> radical shift. <laughs> so that's the, the quality of karuna. And then mudita is, um, sometimes it's translated as sympathetic joy. I personally, I don't like that translation so much. We don't have an English word for it. So there's all these various translations. I, the, to me, the, the, the best fit is appreciative joy. A joy that's appreciating the goodness, the beauty, the strength. And it can be in another person, or it can also just be like mudita for this space that we can practice in here. Uh, mudita for, I sometimes feel like we have a lot of deer around our place. Mudita for the deer, you know, that can graze and have a, a relative amount of safety. And, um, so it can be for, 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 and it can also be for qualities within one's own heart and mind. It's such an important one that we can overlook. We're good at seeing what's missing, what's wrong, and what's not good enough. But we sometimes miss the, the sense of mudita for the qualities in our own mind. So everybody here has taken a lot of effort to get here because you want to cultivate or you just want a day of peace maybe or you want to sit with others in silence or you want to develop something and learn something. So that's something to have mudita for. There's, there's wisdom, there's clarity there. There's effort and, and, and good intention. So that's like, you can appreciate that in, your, about your, in yourself. And, uh, and then as we practice, you know, maybe as the day goes on, you, you, know, the, you maybe come in with, with one kind of mind state, or maybe, you know, it could be anything actually, but it might be cluttered, it might be troubled, it might be struggling a bit, and then as the day goes on, maybe that starts to shift as you drop into the heart space more and start to cultivate these qualities. And, and then there can be mudita for that, like mudita for the, for the, uh, for the dropping away of the hindrances for a while. And mudita for the, the wholesome qualities that, are, that arise. So mudita, it covers a lot. It's not just about being happy for somebody that you really feel jealous about, you know. It's much bigger than that. And, uh, and upeka is that quality of seeing, seeing the big picture. Seeing the, that, that with birth comes death. That with beginnings come endings. Um, that with uh, success, you know, inevitably at some point there's going to be failure. With gain, there's going to be loss. And that's just how it is. That's just the way the world is. We can't have endless gain, endless success, endless life even. It's a, it's a process of arising and passing away. And everything, everything in the universe follows that same law of arising, being there for a while and then passing away. And somehow we kind of think that our life should be different to that. You know? we, should get the, we should be able to kind of have only praise or only gain or live as long as we want and be healthy. And, but we also belong to the you know, laws of the universe. So upeka is just taking all of that in, that whole picture.
And uh, and the word, uh, so far as I know, in Sanskrit literally means taking a bird's eye view. So seeing the big picture. And it's not aloof. It's not uh, distant, but it's, it's, it's connected. It's part of. It's resonant with. But it's, uh, it's not thrown around by the gains and losses or the wanting and not wanting. There's a, there's a peacefulness there. So these four kind of belong together. If you only have Upeka, then it can get a little cold. If you only have Karuna, then it can be, you can get burnout, get tired. If you only have Metta, probably a lot of people will like you. <laughs> You'd be quite sweet to be around. But, it, but uh, there's a, a wisdom aspect missing. There's only metta, and if uh, if you have only mudita, it's kind of hard to imagine somebody only having mudita. But not quite sure what that would be like. You'd be very joyful. You can be. You can get a little bit too high, I guess, a little bit too high, and, and not really also like missing the the um, the challenges and the difficulties of others. So, so my practice just exploring those four. I can see, I can pick up, you know, sometimes I'll just like take one situation and then, and then see, I can, I can bring metta to that situation. And that can bring up karuna and also mudita and also upeka. So you can just, just in one situation or with one person, all four of those can fit. And, uh, so metta is like this, this kind of expansive quality, very loving. Upeka is also an expansive quality, but very subtle. And, uh, and then karuna is that deep wish for people to be, for all beings to be free from suffering. And mudita, the sort of celebration of, of what is beautiful and good. So they kind of all, they're all different aspects of reality. And when we look at sangsara, when we look at the, the world, you know, the, the way things are, we can, you know, see it through the eyes of Mudita and just see like, wow, there's so much good, there's so much beauty, there's so much potential, which is true. And when we look at it through the, the eyes of, of Karuna, we can see like, oh gosh, you know, people doing so many crazy things, creating so much harm. And, uh, you know, if only they actually realized, if, if only we actually kind of really understood that we all we all arise from the same, you could say from the same emptiness, we all arise from the same earth, from the same elements, and we all go back. We, we're just for a while in this, in this game of separation. And uh, when, there's, when that's really touched into, then you really feel like the, the deep kind of sorrow of how we, how we hurt each other, harm each other through our ignorance. So Karuna is, is, is seeing reality from that perspective. So they're all just ways of looking at our experience, different ways of looking at our experience, but not just looking, but feeling with our experience or being with our experience. So it's, um, I think the, the Brahma-Vihara practice has been rather understated actually a lot in the, in the Theravada tradition. And it's kind of this, sometimes it's used as a, as a concentration practice, um, but as a, as a heart practice, it's kind of this thing on the side. You know, you do the wisdom practice, that's a real thing, get enlightened. Oh yeah, there's that, those heart practices. They're kind of, it's got a little bit of a, a sort of a lesser 
tone to it in the way it's been presented, I find. Whereas I feel that actually the heart practices are very, very important. They're, they're equally important. And um, in, as, we, as we cultivate these qualities, they do transform us. They transform our, the way we perceive ourselves, the way we perceive each other and the world. And things start to get transformed. And uh, they, do, they can uh, unlock or dissolve strong conflicts that we have in ourselves. And even relational, I've, I've had that experience with, you know, in relationship with others who I've, who I've been in conflict with, and just seeing how that, that conflict has been transformed through, the, through individual practice without talking about it. Talking about it probably wouldn't have resolved anything, but the, but the heart practices can resolve conflict. And, and I would even go as far as to say, if we really do that work, and it's really a transformation, and we're willing to receive the... Um, our inheritance from our family line, which is sometimes good and sometimes really difficult. And if we're willing to receive that inheritance and, and take it into the field of the Brahma Viharas, a lot can be transformed. And uh, I would say, I can't prove it, but I have seen it in my own family, so I do think it works, that that practice can heal also back through generations. So it sounds a little difficult to understand but I, I, that's what I've experienced that one person starts to unlock the pattern if you have the tools which we have you start to unlock the pattern and then um, and as you unlock the pattern you unlock the, the difficult relationship with the, from the one you've received that pattern from or you've learned that pattern from and then it gives them a chance to unlock too and then they can start to unlock even further back even people who've died so I can't. This is not. This is not scriptural. I can't prove it, but I think that's what happens when we really do this work. So it's it's very important work to do, and it's and it's joyful. It's beautiful work too. And sometimes it can be very very challenging. Sometimes we have to meet real huge obstacles, and uh, and so then just to to really consciously meet those with an intention to, to cultivate a heart that's big enough to receive that. And um, so I want to say a little bit more about the way of practice. So with metta practice, so let's just start with metta. There are many, many ways of approaching the metta practice. And the chant that we did in, in the morning, in the beginning, um, talking about the, the four boundless qualities and going through those... Um, Those four quarters. It sounds a little abstract at first. You're like, well, what? I, I used to chant this and not really understand what it was saying. And um, but it is a it is a meditation practice. It's a, it's a description of a way of practicing from, directly from the suttas, from the Buddha, as far as we know, from the Buddha. And uh, it's a way that isn't taught that much. I think many people have come to the meta practice through phrases, through using phrases, which can be useful, like phrases of intention, and uh, and then there can be this system of like start with um, uh, 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 somebody who's like a teacher, and then going through um, 
somebody you love. Well, actually, it's beginning with oneself. Often it's beginning with oneself, which most people find almost impossible to do. Start with oneself. There's often like a complete block there. And then going to your, you know, the, your teacher, and then there's your, maybe somebody you love and somebody you don't know very well, you, maybe who works in the store that you go to, and, and then an enemy. And you, you go through this system. And uh, I think that's been taught as, a, as this is the way to practice metta. And I just want to say that this is a, a later commentarial way, so that you never, you won't find that anywhere in the in the suttas. It's not that's not from the early scriptures, but it's a way that was developed in a, in Burma in a, in a particular culture that worked very well there, and then has been passed on as a as a system. And I've used that a fair bit in my early years of practice, and it, and it can be very very effective especially when you're working with something really difficult it can really it's like going to the gym you know you just like keep working out working out working out and you get strong through it and uh, the phrases for me have never really worked very well because they bring me into my head which isn't where I want to be when I'm practicing these qualities but for some people they do work well but I have met people who've been practicing metta for years doing those phrases for years and they've never made the move from the head to the heart and they're wondering why they're not working. So essential that the quality is generated here in the heart center. Otherwise it's just a thought. It's not really doing anything. Um, and then there's, you know, there's many ways that one can... Well, what, for me, it's like when I, once I realized that, that um, those systems that we're supposed to do are, are somebody's way of doing it, like it's a commentarial thing, it's like, okay, well, somebody's made that up. And that's kind of worked. So, so let's see what else you can make up. You know, what way can you get in? What way connects with that quality? And um, for me, the, the most easy access was was to have the sense of unconditional love. I did have a sort of a, a, an opening once a long time ago before I started meditating, where I suddenly shifted from feeling a very very small contracted self that was very separate and struggling and and uh, not happy at all, or not very happy, but very, very strong sense of separate individual self, other. Suddenly there was this kind of breaking, something kind of broke open, and then there was this experience of unconditional love. Suddenly, like, wow, that's, oh. And it was like, oh, that was there all the time. That's always been here, but I've just been in this little world of me and mine that's cut me off from that. That was my experience. And again, this isn't scriptural, but this is my personal experience. And, and this sense of like, ah, you know, when, when I'm not, when there isn't that, that's, that um, you know, basically fear-based sense of separation which is which we all have in different degrees then there's just like this sense of being being one with everything as <laughs> the old cliche but you know there is this sense of, of oneness and uh, and unconditional love or acceptance and so having had a taste of that that was just like a like a epiphany or something that just came out of the blue but having had a taste of that I then had this sense of okay if there's unconditional love everywhere and I'm just like too closed down to be able to feel it right now take it in through the breath so this sense of like you know the, the space all around us so essentially just leading in the guided meditation taking us to space it's like there's space all around us and just having the sense of on on that space, imbued, that space is imbued with the quality of metta. 
and then breathing in. So as I breathe in, I'm breathing in that space, that air into my body. So along with that, I would breathe in the quality of metta into my body. And then I didn't have to generate it because I couldn't generate it. I wasn't able to generate it. It's much too closed down at that time. So, so then you don't have to kind of already be healthy and have a great heart and you know, love all beings. You can be really kind of struggling, but you can breathe in that quality of metta and then just let it come into your being. So let it, let it wash through you and let it, f- let it go around those, those stuck places, those hardened places, those dark places, hidden you know, hidden corners that we don't want to go to. Let it let it wash through all of those, and uh, and gradually it uh, it transforms you. So it's a beautiful entry in a way I find into into the meta practice because you don't have to start from you know having a good strong heart or even liking yourself. You know, it's like unconditional acceptance, unconditional kindness. Unconditional friendliness, unconditional, and that just like comes into letting it come into your system. So that's a, a lovely way in. That's where that's a way that I sort of stumbled across, and uh, and then there's you know the like I said, the Chitta speaking about bring to mind something that that's sweet, you know, like the bunny rabbit washing itself. You know, it's just very cute, you know, and then it's like, oh, heart opens up. That's another way in. I recently met someone who had a, a meta book. They'd made a meta book, which was really lovely. A, a little book um, of photographs of, um, and on the front cover was a picture of themselves and their brother and their mom when they were kids at a birthday party. And it's just like a really sweet picture. And so the, themselves as a little, a little child and their brother and their mom. And then uh, going through the book, I looked through the book, and there's different people who just brought up that feeling of metta for them. And so they would make this book because they also found it difficult to, to come in through the system, and they had so they found a different way in to um, generate that quality of metta. So I just kind of want to say that just to like give you permission to find your way. You don't have to follow a system that doesn't work for you. Find your way in. And uh, most important is that you actually feel something in your heart feel and it can be really small it can be a little a little glow it can be just like a little glow there not much that's great that's 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 good you've got a glow going so you just stay with that and uh, and again you can use the breath in a little bit of a different way you can use the breath to 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 kind of generate that gradually not not in any forceful way so um and if you if you get that little glow going, then when you breathe in, you can just imagine that it has a little bit more fuel, so it can just glow a little bit brighter. As you breathe out, you give it full permission to to expand, radiate further if it wants to. And if it doesn't want to, it's fine. If if through a whole meditation it stays as a little tiny little glow, that's perfect. So these uh, these qualities of uh, immeasurable and boundless you know when we hear those words we think like wow it's got to go out into the cosmos you know it's got to be and I spent some time trying to do that (laughs) we actually had a a nun a very kind of highly realized nun come to visit us once many years ago I said when we were in a in a monastery in Devon and and she spoke about the devas she said they're they're a very big 
Davis, powerful Davis here. Davis being like celestial beings, like protecting, being, protective beings. So there are very big Davis here, but they're angry because the Sangha, it wasn't, we'd only been there a short time, so it wasn't entirely our fault, but the Sangha hadn't, hasn't, been, generate, hasn't been generating enough metta. And they're nourished by metta and sharing of merit. And so I was like, okay, you know, we live here, so we better start generating it, you know. And so and then, <laughs> and there's this feeling of like, there's these huge neighbors that need all of this meta, and I, and I like somehow got to kind of generate it, and it was exhausting. <laughs> so I don't think I can keep up with these, these neighbors, you know. <laughs> so this is, you know, we get this idea that we've got to sort of somehow pump it all out there, and, and it's not like that. <laughs> It's, <laughs> it's not sustainable. So, uh, so it's more just like thinking of those words. And it's actually Venerable Analia who framed it like this. And I just think it's very brilliant, very beautiful and clear. It's, it's boundless means you're not putting a boundary on it. It doesn't mean that it goes on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. It means you're not limiting it in any way. And immeasurable, I love this, immeasurable is don't measure it. <laughs> Don't say, oh, you know, I really should have this much and I've only got this much, or I bet she's got more than me, or last time I had... Don't measure it. It's just like this. It's so beautiful. Immeasurable. Don't measure it. So, uh, so however it is, well, as long as there's a little bit going there, you've got to, you've got to, it's got to be something going on in the heart space. But as long as there's a little bit going there, that's it's perfect. And some days it might be vast, you know, and you're just bathing the whole earth in love, you know, it's beautiful. And some days it's like a tiny glow and, and you're just protecting it, it's not going out. And that's beautiful too. So, um, so you can be creative with the metta practice. It doesn't have to, you don't have to follow a system that doesn't work for you. Find your way in, find a way to connect, find a way to ignite that little glow in your heart and uh, take care of it. And then these four boundless qualities, just to move on to the, or move into the, this practice that the Buddha laid out, which is very simple. And uh, he didn't give many, we, don't, we haven't inherited anyway, many in meditation instructions, actually. They're quite few and far between in the suttas. But this is one, quite simple one. And, and, um, and in this practice, it's, you know, it is just like generating that quality in the heart, letting it radiate. And these four quarters are, are like just letting it radiate in front of us, to the side of us, behind us, to the to the left of us, above and below. That's that's kind of all it is. It's just that. <laughs> and uh, and then and then taking away if there's any limitations, just taking those limitations away. Just just like pulling them back, putting them away, any, any limitations, so that it can just radiate as far as it wants to in all directions. And we don't have to think about north, south, east, west, or anything like that. We don't, sometimes people are like, okay, which way am I facing? I've got to know which way I'm facing because I've got to send it to the east. No, it's just all directions. It's, it's kind of free from concept, not quite, but it's like very, very little concept. It's just the energy radiating. And because it's starting right here in our heart center, it has to radiate through this one, this body and mind, before it gets anywhere else. So we don't even have to say for myself, because sometimes we can't do that, you know. 
I have met for myself. You know, and, and actually what all we're thinking of is all the things we've done wrong, we're not good enough, and we wish we're different, and we don't actually have meta for ourselves and it's just this thing we're saying and feeling resentful for and, and often people don't get past that which is a real loss so we don't even need to start there you just start with the, the quality and then, and then it, radi- it starts to radiate through this body and mind and um, as that happens you know, the more we practice it obviously the more we practice it the stronger it gets the more of a, a, a kind of a field of resonance grows and, but it is, a, it, is, it is a cultivation, we have to work at it, not to just think, I can just think these thoughts and boom, it's going to be there, you know. It takes some work, and, and some days are easier than others, and that's fine. Um, but as we generate that field of metta, it does get stronger. And, uh, you know, if we take that into a, I found it like into a, like a retreat setting where we can really give time to that, it, it, it seems to kind of really start to change things on a cellular level in the body. So again, this is not scriptural, but you know, if you think about it, if 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 you if you constantly if the if the message to the body is negative all the time, or a lot of the time, or to parts of the body, or to sometimes there's you know memories that we don't want to deal with that we've shoved in various places here, you know. And, and, and we, we've got kind of the body's holding on out of compassion to these, uh, you know, these, these traumas and hurts until the mind is actually ready to deal with it. You know, if we're not, if we, if we just kind of be like, yeah, you got, that's your, yours to deal with, body, you just get on with that, you know, and, and this mind is just going to be intellectual and clever and inspiring. And, and meanwhile, the body is having to deal with all of this stuff. That's kind of it's not a good way to go. It doesn't. It's it's uh, it's not going to lead to liberation. It doesn't matter how clever you are and how many suttas you've read. It won't lead to liberation. So it's about bringing it all in. And uh, letting that field of metta resonate through the, as I said before, through the, the stuck places. Through the um, through the places that we can't accept, through the rather disappointing limitations we discover about ourselves, you know, let, letting it kind of resonate through all of that, and through the through the hurt, through the through the shock, through through all of it, just letting the letting the quality resonate through the body, and gradually it heals. It heals the body. And mind, body and mind together. Um, but again, you know, it's like this is like a side effect of the practice. So it's not to not to enter into the practice of like with a goal of, okay, I want to get that practice going. I want to get the meta going so that I can heal these stuck places and the cellular memory and you know all of that. Is if you if you approach it in that way, it's already approaching it with an attitude that isn't isn't kind in a way. It's, it's like goal-oriented and wanting to get a result. And that isn't the quality that you need to bring to this practice. So it's, it's more like, um, because it is possible, I would like to bring in this quality of metta somehow. Because it, is, because it is possible, I'm going to breathe it in. Or because it is possible to feel that metta, I'm going to bring to mind, I'm going to take the effort to bring to mind someone that, or something that brings that up and stay with that. 
and uh, and because it is is uh, wholesome and because it's, it's going to benefit me and it'll benefit others too, I'm just going to generate that quality. So it's it's doing it for the sake of doing it rather than doing it to try and get something or get rid of something. And uh, you know, definitely don't wait for the perfect conditions. <laughs> you know. Oh, well, I can't practice meta because I that difficult person I work with or my family or the you know, political situation. It's like, eh, forget it. Start practicing now. You know, Start practicing with these things as they are now because conditions are never going to be perfect. But as you, as you cultivate the quality, you are bringing something good into the world. You are like a source of light in a way through that practice. So however bad it is and however bad we maybe hear things are, there's much good also in the world that we don't hear about so much and uh, which you may well be experiencing in your own lives. And so to, to really take care to pay attention to that and, and be a source of, of light yourselves, ourselves. Even if it's a little tiny glow, still beautiful, important. And uh, you know that little glow can can get bigger. And sometimes, like I say, sometimes it can be vast and radiant. And sometimes it's just going to be a little glow. And sometimes you can't get it going. Uh, we have a we have a trailer at our place, and when we first got it, it had a, a, a little um, gas stove, you know, for heating. And uh, so I was trying to get this, and it worked at first. And then at some point, it stopped working. And and as we're trying it for ages, like the ignition. <laughs> You know, there'd be this little spark and it just nothing was happening and, and just trying again and again and again and again with the ignition and it was like it's not going, it's not going, it's not going. And then eventually, after a really long time, it lit. It's like, yeah, sometimes the meta practice is like that, you know, it's like you kinda of know it can, but you just can't quite get it. It's just not working today, it's just not working now. And and uh, so it's like that's okay too. Sometimes it's like that. Don't give up. And uh, you know, maybe then if it's not going then just Breathe it in. You don't have to get it going. You just borrow it. <laughs> so that's the yeah. So starting with you know starting through the meta, and then you can you can once that's that's generated in the heart, once there's some sense of the quality of meta generated in the heart, then you can sh- just kind of. You know, stay with that a while, and then you can just shift it to karuna. What is that like? Wishing that all beings are free from harm and the intention to harm. You just shift mode a little bit, and then you know what I find is like it's got a different resonance. It feels a little different to metta. Metta is a bit more sunny and warm, and, and karuna is a little bit more gentle somehow. Different, sort of different, different resonance. It's a little cooler, and then mudita, like a sense of sense of rejoicing in the goodness but uh, just like just like shifting your attention to that and then feeling what does that feel like that's got a, a kind of a brightness and a a warmth to it and then upeka the shifting to that that's like it's kind of cool there's a coolness but it's still loving it's still there's still there's still a quality of love 
But it's a, it's a coolness and evenness and acceptance. It's, it's kind of, it's expansive. It's got room for everything. So you can just explore that. You know, we have this day together. And just explore this practice. And then as you get more familiar with uh, the different qualities, you might just look and see, well, what, what do I need to, you know, what is, what, is, what is going on right now and what is needed? So uh, you might find that, you know, there is metta, but um, maybe need for a bit more upeka, you know, or, or the heart's very, very small and, and resentful. And then, oh, there's this mudita. You know, so, so you just see what's going on and, and, and make effort to cultivate what will support that. And, you know, an important part also is the stories that come along with these heart qualities. So, like, you know, when the heart's really small and contracted and resentful, there are stories of why that's the case and why I'm right and why it's really justifiable that. I'm like that, and it is somebody else's fault, actually. You know, there's that. And then that's the story, and that's the story that keeps us stuck. And then there's like the practice, which is do I want to stay in that state? Do I want to cultivate that mind state, or do I want to actually have something a little bit more that will give me a bit more joy, you know? And maybe free the other one up from that locked relationship. So, uh, so we, we, you know, we have to, we have to get familiar with the stories. I'm a hopeless case. I can't do anything right. You know, then it's hard to generate the metta because we think we're not worthy of it or something like that. So, the, you know, that's a story of limitation, or um, or feeling angry and embittered. Can't feel compassion because it shouldn't be like that. It's wrong. They shouldn't be like that. And then we get stuck in this angry, embittered state and it doesn't serve anybody. And it maybe it's like, yes, they are wrong. Yes, it shouldn't be like that. And it's like this. This is how it is right now. So then bringing that quality of karuna, you know, wishing freedom from harm and the intention to harm. And then opeka, that, uh, that kind of gentle love that accepts life as it is. So, uh, so it's, a, it's a very powerful practice if we apply ourselves to it. And we, it's great to have a time of retreat, a day retreat like this to, to, to generate those qualities, but you can do them anywhere at any time. They don't need special conditions. And, you know, the more we... As I say, then the more we cultivate them in the formal practice, the more accessible they'll be in ordinary life, and we can kind of catch ourselves following one of those stories of limitation, and then ah, there's a, there's a, there's an alternative. So, so I hope that will hold you in good stead through the day, and uh, maybe through your life. And that you keep, uh, and that you don't, you know, you're not shy to explore, to be creative, to find ways. And thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit 
dharmaseed.org slash donate.